0: Greetings and salutations. It is time, unfortunately, for the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20. Today is June 29th, 2023, year of our Lord. (laughs) Props to Louis C.K. for making one of the funniest uh, Christian jokes, Christianity jokes ever. Uh, Honestly, Christianity confused a few. And there's definitely a few Christians I know that could be taken down a couple of pegs. Uh, Myself notwithstanding, I am actually what you could consider a good Christian, unlike people that just say they're good Christians. I'm talking like Warren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, any Christian on Facebook. How's everybody doing today? The world has slightly changed in America for sure today. We'll get to that in probably just a few moments. Uh, I, myself, uh, I'm not doing so great. Thank you for asking. I'm having trouble sleeping again, which I know is everybody's favorite part of my day. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, 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 did, I did too much work around the house over the weekend. I know that. And my back was sore because so I was carrying plywood, which is normally fine. But because of the whole cardiated disc and pinched nerve situation, I'm really supposed to, and I quote, stop doing that stuff, end quote. That's from a medical professional, by the way. Uh, and I, just not bothering to listen, went ahead and did stuff like that anyway, because I just didn't want the plywood in my backyard anymore. And so what we have here is either an impasse or a failure to communicate if you're a friend of a cool hand loop. Either way, I needed the plywood out of my backyard because it was vexing me mentally. And I am now at the stage, like not now, like I'm still in the stage I've been in for a million years, uh, where I am basically battling my what's good for me mentally with, to what's good for me uh one out. So I was just a little bit sore, not a big deal. Sore, but it it wakes me up and it becomes hard to sleep and I will tell you uh anything like anything I do at this incredibly advanced weight of mine is just like everything's just harder. Like and and anybody that's ebbed and flowed in their weight would know that, right? Like that's not I'm not breaking news. It's like there's no need whatsoever for this sound. <laughs> Any news to anyone that knows what it's like to kind of go up and down on the scale a little bit. So it just makes everything harder. So, like, I don't know. Uh, but I'm dealing with that uh, physical things that are just keeping me from sleeping properly. And, of course, anybody that's ever dealt with uh, any sort of, like, mental distress or any kind of excessive thinking, thoughts, anxiety, you know, clinical depression disorder. Basically, if you've ever listened to this show, it's it's basically, um, you know, once you wake up, now it's like, Cool. What thoughts can we fixate on that there's absolutely no chance of solving at four thirty in the morning? But let's fix on them nonetheless. See where, see where it gets us. You know, I um, I think I've mentioned this before, but generally speaking, and I don't know how I settled on this, but I tend to fall asleep to uh, any of the first fifteen seasons of NCIS. I don't. I don't actually have a rationale for why it's that one. When I was younger, it happened to be Law and Order, um, and I, and I don't fall asleep like watching TV. I just listen. And, and one of the one of the factors with NCIS is that I've seen it so many times. Like I don't need to see it anymore. I can just hear it, and I know the scene. It's also if, if you ever watch, it's not terribly funny. So it's not like it's like I can't fall asleep to like Brooklyn Nine Nine because I'll be laughing all the time. You know, like I think Jake Peralta is just brilliant. And, you know, as much as Terry loves yogurt, like, DJ loves Terry, you know, like, and I've been saying I want to talk about myself in the third person, and I think the best way to get started is talking about Terry, because DJ loves what Terry loves Terry, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I think, three times, that's like ninth person, right? Right? You a factor and exponent and all that other stuff, like that. Um, oh, yeah, so physical discomfort wakes you up. Uh, mental discomfort keeps you up, uh, and not sleeping just makes you just a complete mess going forward. So I'm dealing with that kind of stuff. I'm sorry if the show seems a little subdued. That's just going to be the way it's got to be. So now that we've done everybody's least favorite part of the show, DJ's check-in, it's time for everybody's other least favorite part of the show. It's time for a little housekeeping here on, on the box. The uh, new episode of... Uh, the top twenty is out today on Strangerhood TV. It is the Rabbit Ear Antenna, and I actually was going back and forth whether or not I should do Rabbit Ear Antennas versus Rabbit Ear Antennae. antennae uh because both. Uh, it turns out both are actually appropriate, which is funny because like it, it's actually something that's been funny to me over the past say decade and change. Like there were definite grammar and linguistic rules um when i was growing up uh, and i've had this argument with people regarding like the oxford comma and like i am just like that i feel i never went to catholic school but i definitely feel like i had that beaten out of me because as much as i wanted to put a comma in and dude i abuse commas <laughs> i abuse commas like you know white poor trash abuses like meth and oxy, like and honestly, I probably give them a good run for their money. Uh, like, so it, it, it was really hard for me to pull out of the Oxford comma, and now apparently, like, it's completely allowed. And I think it's only completely allowed because millennials are just so goddamn spoiled that they want their comma, and their parents were just like, "Fine, take the comma. I don't care. Just fill it up with gas before you bring it home." Like, I don't, I don't know what the reason is, but I'm finding a lot of stuff like that. A lot of words, like, um, there was just a correction in the way. Uh, you use literally now. Literally is supposed to mean like actually, but they changed the definition, and you can use it to be figuratively, which is funny because there's actually already a word when you're using literally figuratively. It's called figurative. So I don't know why they needed to do that, but they did, and, and I think that the the rationale is that. So many people were using it incorrectly they decided to change the definition, which arguably way easier than teaching stupid white America how to do anything like that they've been that they've learned from their smart parents or Fox News or their changed schooling and curriculum that legislatures make up instead of teachers. Like I get that, but man, it doesn't make it right like at all. So anyway, <clears throat> gravity or antennas. I uh, talk about, like, common sense a meter Like, I actually just had this conversation. Well, it's not really a conversation. Well, it is a conversation because my uncle and I email each other, and I was emailing him, and I was saying that, like... One of my problems I have with my mom, and one of the reasons that we haven't spoken in so long is because I just can't get past the fact that this woman refuses to use any common sense in any of her far-flung conspiracy theories and right-leaning, you know, they're coming to get our jobs. It's like, yo, lady, you haven't worked in 30 years. Like, what job are they coming to get? Like unless you're talking about the job of just taking social security income cuz you don't feel like working anymore and i got news for you pretty much every migrant we're seeing like in the in the new york state area is desperately trying to get a job because they're trying to pay for their family which is different than what white lazy people are doing when they just want SSI so they can sit home and play video games smoke cigarettes all day long not that there's anything wrong with that we all need a dream and that's fine but just you should understand like One or the other, but so my mom has no common sense, or just doesn't bother to engage that anymore, which is one of the main reasons we don't speak. So we we talk about that, uh, and then we talk about the dumbest person in Congress, which honestly, on any given day, could be any of five people, and it's you know it's seemingly growing, which is just you know I don't I don't know (laughs) I I I don't know. yeah, bacon is my podcast they did a uh full uh full interview this past monday with crystal so check that out uh, cake versus pie versus ice cream it's discussion and drinks that's from last night uh, or yesterday so check that out uh chris towning from suffocate faster i have absolutely no idea um what that is, uh, I guess Suffocate fasters. a band. I guess if you want to find out, that's tomorrow night. Seven Questions. I feel like checking that out. or tomorrow day. I don't know when it comes out. I know it's. I think it's out by the time I look. So it's it's any time before that to so check that out. Also, in very exciting Rebel Nine news, and now I will use the big sound. truly has managed to settle his ass down for five to ten minutes and actually go ahead and release uh, set up to release the first Rebel 9 single in I don't know, three years? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know who I was looking at. My production team over here, which is basically consists of a bunch of hanging sweatshirts. Uh, they they all say, Is that right? That's what. Yeah, okay. So that's correct. They all say that that's true. August 4th uh, Rebel 9 will be releasing new music for the first time since 2020, uh, and we'll be releasing our lead single, Side Out, which will be the first of four new singles that will be coming out over the next several months and into 2024. We actually have a pretty solid release schedule, so that's going to be cool. Um, I will tell you now, um, the bigger problem there was me finding a way, uh, or finding time and the desire and the motivation to actually do the artwork for I, I wanted to change up the, the, the way the the logo of the band, and once I was able to do that, things started kind of move moving pretty quick. You can see the artwork, and you can um, you can see the the new band logo uh, if you sign up for a pre-save, I guess, on Spotify. You can do that. I've posted it on the Rebel Nine page. Uh, if I haven't, I'll do it later today. But I know uh, I'll be posting it on my personal Facebook page. It's on our Instagram page already if you're interested at all what the artwork... I'm personally very proud of the artwork and the way it came out, considering, like, one minute I had absolutely nothing and no idea what direction I wanted to go to, and then I had a complete concept within four hours. Even for me, that's pretty fast, so... I'm super happy. It is a huge, huge mental hurdle for me to get that kind of stuff done. It's not that it's so time-consuming, but it is draining. I have been feeling more and more drained. I keep complaining about it every single week here. Creatively speaking, I am just out of gas. I'm out of juice. I can't write anymore. It's painful for me to play guitar because of my finger and the pinch, uh, the nerve pinch in my neck. So it's never enjoyable. So I don't like anything I play. Anything I've already written is fine because I can just practice and I can deal with it. But imagine, like, if you are physically in pain every time you're trying to write something new, there's no way you're going to like anything that you write. So I'm just basically pulling my heels, not writing anything. That's also my main area of creativity. Um, so I haven't been doing it. Uh, and and I've just been so tired and so exhausted because of my various maladies and stuff that are just kicking my ass uh, physically. But also, you know, being overweight and not sleeping and just dealing with a lot of other, like, in my head sort of things. It's, just, it's literally wiping me out and rendering me, like, unable and unable and unwilling to do any of this stuff. So I missed the the deadline to release Side Out before our very show would suck and should have served as a wake-up call and honestly would have served as a wake-up call to literally anybody else. But considering I have just entered this state of funk where I just will literally not put myself out if I'm on fire, it makes it incredibly difficult to get anything done, so if you don't mind, I'm going to take three seconds, I'm going to applaud myself, pulling my head out of my ass long enough to get it done, because it is done, the song is done, the song has been mastered, the artwork is done, the logo is done, it's been posted, it's been sent to Spotify and Apple and Napster and Amazon and all those other places. And it's going to be released on uh, August 4th. Now, if that date sounds kind of familiar, it's because we have a show the very next day. Which means on August 5th, I'm going to expect any and all Rebel 9 fans in attendance to not only know the song, but be really appreciative that we finally got the goddamn thing out. And note that we will 101% be playing it that night. So I definitely would like you to sing along. And I would like you to know where all the cool parts are, if that's cool. The other thing that that does, and it might not make sense to anybody but me, and I don't even know if it makes sense to me, to be perfectly honest, is it forces my hand on when I release three other things. I have a lyric video for Blue that I don't particularly like, so I never really released it. I have a lyric video for Easy, which I do kind of like, but I also never really released it. I have a full video of us live doing Dirty Deeds from um, it's it's a live action video of the recording of us doing dirty deeds. It was supposed to come out ages ago, but I decided to wait because I wanted to release it within 30 days of releasing our video for side out. There is not going to be a video for side out, at least not in the immediate future, because we're out of time. We're out of time to do that. I. I haven't gotten anything back from the band in terms of concepts concept, other than like, yeah, man, we should probably do a video for that, which is actually not a concept. What that is is a, an agreement to move forward on something, and I just simply cannot do these things on my own anymore. I need some serious life changes to happen before I can really burn that brain again because it just, it's, just not, it's not something I have the ability to do. So it doesn't look like we're going to put one out, which means I'll put my focus on a video for maybe Aaliyah, which is a shame because I think Side Out is probably going to be one, you know, in the history of Rebel 9, I think think Side Out is going to be one of the better songs to ever come out. Production-wise, song-wise, just, I don't know. There's just something about it in that groove to to me. I mean, maybe maybe it comes out and it flops. I have no idea. But to me, I think it's it's a brilliant. And the, the subject matter is just. It's dangerous as hell. And I think we'd make a really good video. But Aaliyah will also make a really good video. So maybe I'll be able to get that done. Aaliyah is slated to be our last release of this new batch. Um, but anyway, uh, so we have the video and it's all done and it's been done. And I just have to release it. So I think what's going to happen is just ahead of that uh, release of Side Out. Uh, We'll will release um, we'll release the video for Dirty Deeds, and since it was shot locally, there's a lot of people in it, like a lot of locals. In fact, what we did is not only did we hire professional people, we hired um, we uh, followed the house and productions to shoot the video, but we also incorporated a lot of cell phone footage. A lot of people sent in their footage of the of the show, so we we got we have like a lot of interlacing with other stuff that was uh, with the real footage, which I thought was a really cool. So that'll be coming out. Uh, That could be coming out as soon as next week, to be perfectly honest. But maybe, yeah, you know what? Maybe next week. Maybe that'll drop on Friday. Or maybe even Thursday. Maybe we'll drop it on Thursday so we can have like a quick premiere of it and stuff like that. But it'll be coming out soon. It'll be coming out before side out. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, that'll be cool. So, uh, I've talked for roughly 17 minutes, which is way longer than I expected any intro to take, because I did want to touch on something very specific uh, that just went down this morning. Um, I am always very interested in the Supreme Court. I think it is probably one of the most important and under-understood bodies in our government. Um, The power is vast, uh, potentially even limitless, and the good That it can do for the country is inexplicable, and the damage that can do is is just as bad. And I don't know where people fall on all of these issues, and it doesn't really matter because I am desperately trying to cling to the fact that I am a middle class white male in American society in 2023, and basically have the keys to the goddamn kingdom. And I am trying desperately to appreciate what position that puts me in, and all the laws that are coming out, all the rulings that are coming down, how none of them affect me because I'm just a rich white man, and I can do pretty much whatever I want. Yeah, we had a little bit of trouble in that whole Me Too episode, but I'm pretty sure that's over, and everything else is just going by the wayside because the people that are in charge are only interested in looking after themselves, and they are tired, so tired, apparently, of helping out the poor and the, uh, the, the unfortunate uh, and, and the people that don't have you know, these opportunities that are supposed to be freely available to everybody in this free country, the great United States of America. What they're trying to do is they're trying to centralize and hold on to the power so that they don't have to share. They're basically those petulant children that nobody ever liked. And now they're in charge. And now they are making good on every single promise, every single time. These rulings come rulings come down, or some red state offers up some some really bad stuff, uh, you know, in terms of like you know rights and social you know oppression and like even all the shit that's going on in our actual House of Representatives right now, the actual the absolute nonsense that's going on there. These are stated objectives for the past 20, 30, 40 years. This should come as no surprise to anybody, and yet seems to come as surprise to everyone. So today, when the affirmative action ruling came out, it was literally no surprise that it went to 6-3 in favor of the conservatives, striking down and basically gutting everything that there was in affirmative action. It follows just as the gutting of the the Voting Rights Act did uh, a couple of terms ago, and it follows just as uh, the Dobbs decision gutting Roe v. Wade did last term. It's exactly what you would expect if you were paying any attention at all. And to be perfectly honest, the fault really lies with all those people that were not paying attention. People that were like, "No, Roe v. Wade is safe. No, uh, you know, gay marriage is safe. No, all this is safe. No." No, no, it's not. It's not safe at all. Even just the other day, Clarence Thomas, the dude that's basically been taking bribes from other people, not to be confused with Justice Alito, who's also been taking basically bribes from people with cases actually in front of the Supreme Court. But Thomas just actually said he wants to revisit this First Amendment decision from like 30, 40 years ago that, you know, protects news outlets from from more slander uh, for, they it's slander law for news outlets for public uh, public figures so like people can say stuff in the media and reporting that slanders stuff like you know Donald Trump was a rapist like if you say that you know you like what Thomas is arguing is that you can be sued for that because it's slander and the case said that you couldn't do that when you're a public figure because news outlets and media in general have a right to actually say like what's going going through the courts like what people are uh, allegedly um, uh, being tried of and stuff like that so it's kind of a big deal right and he wants to revisit this case it's already been settled so if you think you're safe like you're wrong and I have to tell you, what was really moving about, and again, this affirmative action thing is really no surprise. And however you fall on affirmative action, like, I'm not here to really judge you. I mean, you know, good people will really understand, like, why affirmative action is actually important. And and people for decades, like, for honestly, as long as I can remember, have been like, well, you know, if you have a white applicant and a black applicant and everything's the same, why should it go to the black applicant? And that case is absolutely true. Like, if they're absolutely, everything is the same, why should it go to the black applicant? But the reason that affirmative action even exists is, first of all, you're never going to have the situation where they're exactly the same. Right? They started differently. Those things started differently. You know what I mean? Unless Jimmy, the white guy, not, no relation to, to our Jimmy, right? It's always Unless Jimmy the white guy comes from a family of former slaves and, you know, victims of redlining and victims of poor schools because there's no money and victims of profiling and a general systemic racism. There's no way. And I would argue and have argued in the past that if you have two equally identical applicants for a college position and one is white and one is black... Chances are, and by chances I mean 90 to 99 percent, chances are the black person, the black black individual, has overcome way more than the white kid has. And that's basically what Affirmative Action was saying back when it started out. And it made sense. People were denying these students, black students and Latino students and all kinds of students, uh, minority students, denying them because their grade point average was like 3.6 and not taking in the fact into account the fact that most minority students in high school have to have a part-time job most white kids do not like that's a statistical fact like that is a big difference in why some kids do better than others unlike on, 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 on gpas and stuff like that and then there's a whole lot of reasons why you know colleges are starting to throw out standardized testing because of inherent racial bias, which I personally don't see so much in there, but I do understand that the social experiment and the social experiences of different races and different communities and different wealth classes are important. So I understand that, but I haven't researched it all that much. But I will say, what I found interesting about the decision is just how eloquently uh, Justice Sotomayor. Wrote some of the stuff in her dissent, and I figured I would educate you all a little bit before we get on to some music because uh, she said, just rather brilliantly, honestly, uh, quote, Today this court stands in the way and rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. It holds that race can no longer be used in a limited way in college admissions to achieve such critical benefits. In so holding, the court cements a superficial rule of colorblindness as a constitutional principle in an endemically endemically segregated society where race has always mattered and continues to matter. Entrenched racial inequality remains a reality today. Ignoring race will not equalize a society that is racially unequal. What was true in the 1860s and again in 1954 is true today. Equality requires acknowledgment of inequality. And then here's my favorite part, and then I'll shut up. Today the the court concludes that indifference to race is the only constitutionally permissible means to achieve racial equality in college admissions. That interpretation of the 14th Amendment is not only contrary to precedent, And the entire teachings of our history, and this is it, but is also grounded in the illusion that racial inequality was a problem of a different generation. Grounded in the illusion that racial inequality was a problem of a different generation. If you can honestly look me in the face and tell me there's no racial inequality in America, then I'll tell you that the Supreme Court was right to knock down affirmative action. Since you can't do that, I can't do it either. And that's too bad. This is a huge loss for people of color and minorities and disproportionately poor and impoverished people in this great country. And all it's really doing is making the more powerful and the more rich more powerful and more rich. And I'm I'm sad for my great country today.